Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. everybody welcome back to another episode of the new hunters guide the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things i'm your host george Kanitas, and today we're going to be talking about the two best calls for new turkey hunters turkey season is on the horizon maybe where you're at it's already started um, but there is so much to know about turkey calls and spring turkey calls. I'm going to talk more about more than two, but I'm going to tell you the two that you should start with. There are a lot of different kinds of turkey calls. It is, uh, it's, it, every time I think I, I've got it all figured out, I see some new one that I've never seen before, some new take on it. Your big ones are going to be your slate calls, where you use a striker to rub on a piece of sl uh, slate or stone or um, aluminum or glass or crystal or plastic or something like that. You, you, you make this friction rubbing noise. Then you've got your box calls, which is basically got a wooden box with a wooden lid and a little bit of chalk. Makes the right creak noise that sounds like a turkey. You've got your mouth calls, uh, which is um, different reeds and diaphragms that you can put in your mouth and and blow with the right cadence and vibration to make a turkey sound. You've got your turkey wing bone calls. And believe it or not, there's ways that you can take the wing bones from a turkey, boil them, clean them, hollow them out with a Dremel, put them together in the right kind of order and epoxy and such and such in order to be able to blow into it and make the sound of a turkey. Uh, it's kind of crazy. It actually works. It sounds pretty good, uh, but you gotta ha I gotta shoot a turkey first. So not really ideal for the beginner, uh, that's for sure. Then you've got different kind of friction calls. I I've got some where you got a little wooden box with a little piece of wood, and you just rub it back and forth. And uh, it, it, the the, pr the principle's kind of similar to a box call, but 
It's really nothing like a box call. And there are all sorts of different kinds with plates and aluminum and and it just every time you think you figured it all out, you're going to find out there's more. And this can be one of the most confusing places for a new turkey hunter to get started because you you know you need calls because in the spring you need to make hen turkey sounds so that the male turkeys, the toms, come in because they're looking for ladies to, to have relations with. And you know, you know you need calls, but there's so many out there. Where do you start? What do you do? What's the best place to go? I've seen advice across the board, and uh, I can tell you straight up, I think the recommendation is obvious and it's clear. The number one and the number two calls for the new turkey hunter, and I know, I know I'm going to offend somebody when I say this, but I don't care. They can start their own podcast and, and tell you what they think, and uh, I'll, I'll give you reasons for all these things, and maybe some people won't agree with them, but I still think they're strong reasons. The number one and the number two calls would first be a box call. I think a box call is the easiest place to start for a beginner. I don't think there's any simpler way to make a turkey sound than with a box call. Especially a lot of the, the, the modern ones today, they come with all sorts of features and things built in. Uh, you mean literally you have a box and you wiggle the handle and from first day beginner all the way up to a 30 year veteran, people are still using box calls and they're still using them to bring in turkeys. And you got all different levels from, you know, $10 up to over $100 for a box call. And uh, they're just really easy. They're really effective to use. Um, you know, personally, I've got a, a an old, or I wouldn't say it's an old, but I've got a big Quaker Boy box call. It's cheap. It's one of the lower end ones. Uh, but it's a big call. It's really loud. You can crank on that thing and birds can hear you hundreds of yards away. Uh, it's a really nice call. There are better ones out there. I've got my eye on a couple, but uh, that's all you really need. I think it was $15 at a big box sporting goods and n neither Quaker Boy or any other company sponsors this podcast, though they're welcome to. Um, but you know, every recommendation I give you guys is from my experience and what I use and what I've heard and what I think sounds good. So, uh, you know, and all the different companies out there, everybody makes a good box call pretty much. Maybe some ones make ones that are so low end or you've got some factory issues, but for the most part, you go in any big box retailer, you jump on Amazon, you're going to find a decent box call. Some are better than others. But for a beginner, get the $10 or $15 one, put some chalk on it, and you're ready to go. That's really all you need to get started. And like I say with every other piece of gear and equipment advice that I give, get the cheap one, figure out what you like and what you don't like, what features are important to you, and then go out when you, if you like the sport, if you like what you're doing, you're ready to invest in it, and then you know what you want and you can get it. There's some $100 box calls out there. They're phenomenal, but each one has its own style. Each one has its own nuance. And when you get to that level, they're made with specific things for specific types of hunters in mind. 
So if you went out today and you bought a $100 box call, you wouldn't even know which one to get for you, which one fits your style, because you don't have a style. You don't even know what the different styles are yet. You wouldn't know if it's better than the $15 box call because you've not developed your ear yet. You wouldn't know what kind of birds it works better for because you just don't have any experience or understanding in that area yet. You wouldn't be able to make it the use out of it to get all the value. So start cheap and then work your way up. It's real simple to operate a box call. You wiggle the handle back and forth. Um, you know, within five minutes, you can figure out how to make a decent turkey sound. And with an hour or two, you can get well enough to go out and hunt and have a decent chance at bringing in a bird. Uh, I think that is one of the easiest, the simplest. You know, it's one piece, it's connected. You, you can't lose anything, it just works. Downside to a box call is it's big, it's boxy. Um, often they're made of wood, they don't work in the rain, though they do have some all-weather versions. In my opinion, though, the all-weather box calls never sound as good as the wood as the regular wooden um, dry box calls. Now they sound good enough most of the time. Uh, you may not know the difference. But they're still more expensive, so just because of that alone, I'd go for with one of the cheaper ones. Chances are, as a beginner, you're not going to be out turkey hunting in the rain anyway. So that's something you can grow into down the line. They've got some today. They've got removable lids. So it's basically like a box call kit. You've got you know different kinds of wood for different sounds. You've got an all-weather one you can put on, things like that. All that's well and good. All that can work out for you, but get something cheap and get out there. And see what you can do. So I would put box call at number one. Number two, drum roll, I would use a slate call. Get a, a, a piece of slate or a piece of glass or crystal with a, they call it a striker. It's basically a stick that you rub against it. They call them pot calls because they used to make them out of uh, the bottom of clay pots. You have this clay pot and you rub a striker against it. So essentially what you do is you take this call and it's usually just a, a, a disc when they've got all sorts of different features to them. Wooden, you know, handle or backing and sound boards and sound chambers and all that jazz. Um, like I said, get the cheapest one out. Maybe not the cheapest. Get the cheapest one out there that looks like it's real and go with that for now. It's all you're doing is you get a piece of uh, a scuffing pad or a piece of sandpaper or a Brillo pad. You scuff it up, you take that wooden striker, and you're going to make little circles, and you're going to work that. And I'll post some, some links to videos in the show notes of this episode so you guys can get some instruction and hear some of these things in action and see some guys doing them just to give you a sense for, for how this works. If, you've, if you're that new to the sport and you, you don't have anything there, I'll link you to some things that actually have been helpful for me over the years just so you can see that and see them in action and, and know what they sound like. But use a striker. Um, I think the slate ones are usually a little cheaper and a little better than the cheap glass ones. My two favorite that I have, uh, I think, again, I've got an old, I think it's a Primos, real cheap Primos slate call just with a plastic backing and a wooden striker, my absolute favorite. I've also got a real nice higher-end uh, crystal one that I really like. And I can't even remember the brand offhand. 
uh, but it works real good. It's more expensive. Uh, I had another glass one that I'd used for a little while and just was never happy with it. I never felt like the sound that I got out of that particular glass one. And uh, the gla here, here's, here's how you can see how crazy this thing is. I got the glass one and the slate one in the same kit. And I think it was a Primo's kit, right? So the slate one is my favorite call of all time. And the glass one I feel like is just almost useless. At least in my hands, I can't make a decent sound with it for anything. And you could get to thinking that, oh, it's just me. But after years and years of working at it, I was like, you know what? Nah, I'm watching people on YouTube videos who have no idea what they're doing, who are making way better calls than me. I need to find myself just a better, a better glass one. So I got a nicer crystal one. I don't know, it was 35 bucks or so. Sound is amazing. Anybody with five minutes of training can make a good turkey sound on it. So, you know, in one beginner's pack of turkey calls, you can get one that's gold and another one that's junk. That's just sort of the, the roll of the dice when you're looking at the cheap stuff. But I think the cheap slate calls are going to be higher quality and more useful than your cheap glass calls. In fact, I wouldn't even say to get a glass call. Uh, it's more, it takes more skill and more understanding to keep the surface condition right on a glass call than it does a slate call. Slate call is a lot simpler. There's nothing really you can mess up. You just run that pad around it and it'll work. You can get it a little better than that, but that's all you really need as a beginner. So you get your slate call and your striker and they make, you know, of course, 15,000 different kinds of strikers, different sizes of wood, plastic, all sorts of stuff, long stick, short stick, wide, thick, narrow, because they all make a little bit different sound. With the school of thought being that some turkeys will only respond to sounds that they like, you know, no matter how subtle the difference. So you might call it five different calls and a bird might only care about one of them. The other four just might not, might not be the right sound for them. You know, it's, I guess they're picky. Um, but whatever it is, having a variety of calls is nice. It is helpful. I recommend you have at least two calls, period. Never go into the woods without at least two calls. And I'd recommend you get a box call and you get a slate call. And I will try to link you guys to something in the show notes that's just, you know, entry level, beginner level, cheap. You guys can look at that and, and um, just to give you a sense of, of what might work for you. Um, right there. So you've got, you know, I was at a, I was at an outdoor show literally today and there was uh, um, a table there and they had built their own slate calls and they had this uh, all-in-one slate call system, right? So on one side of the call, they had a slate surface. On the other side of the call it was glass. So you had slate and glass, one on each side, and then they had an aluminum insert that you could slide over the glass side, which would then be anchored in so you could have a slate call, a glass call, or slate pot call, glass pot call, and an aluminum pot call all in the same disc. And then they had a striker that had three different kinds of wood that was then interchangeable. You could switch them around sort of like a... Uh, uh, one of those multi-headed screwdriver type deals. So between the three different kinds of wood and the three different kinds of call, um, you had all those different options and all those different combinations. And uh, I was like, you know what? That's kind of cool. 
It's kind of interesting. I was pondering it. It was like 50 bucks for the whole system. But I just couldn't see in the woods fumbling with all that, trying to change all that and do all that. Uh, it almost seemed too complicated for the way I hunt. If you're going to do a scout and sit and you're just going to sit in one place all day or a blind sit, then you can sort of spread all your stuff out on the ground around you and something like that might be helpful. For me, I, it just seemed too complicated and there was too many different pieces and I just, I just couldn't see myself swapping all those out in the middle of the woods the way I go. But maybe for some people, that's a good option. For a beginner though, I'd say get the cheap, simple done and get out into the woods don't spend more than 20 bucks on a call period get out there learn what you like learn what's good for you and then move on from there a lot of people and especially a lot of people with experience are real big on mouth calls and um i personally i don't think any beginner and this is probably the most controversial thing i say i don't think any beginner should even buy a mouth call don't even go to the store and buy one. Don't even, and if you buy a kit and your kit comes with one, that's fine. Put it in a drawer and never think about it again until you decide from experience you like turkey hunting and you want to go further in the sport and you want to invest more time and money into it. Don't even think about a mouth call until you have been in the turkey woods and you have made turkey noises dressed in camo. Uh, because they take a lot of time, a lot of work, a lot of practice to get good at. And even then, I'm just going to be honest, I know there's haters out there, but most of the time, a pro with a box call or a pro with a slate call is going to sound better than a pro with a mouth call. Not always. Some people are just dynamically amazing with the mouth call, but very often... I, I think personally the other calls end up sounding better um, in a lot of ways. Now you got some people they can make all kind of turkey noises on a mouth call, little putts and and different social noises and things that turkeys make. That's cool. That's high end advanced stuff though. I mean it really is. I've seen some people try to teach it and break it down, but that's high end advanced level stuff. Um. And to be honest, most of the time in most places, you're just going to get yourself in trouble with that unless you really have some experience and know what you're doing. The advantage, though, of a mouth call is freeze up your hands. You don't need to have, um, you need to have anything in your hands to, to work that. You just, both hands, you can focus on your shotgun or your whatever else you're doing, um, and you can sort of free yourself up that way. I don't know that that's as big of a, an advantage, though, as it sounds like, because much of the time, you know, you don't need to keep making turkey noises while you've got the shotgun in your hand. And if you do, they're going to be looking straight at you and you're going to get busted. So it it is an advantage in some ways, but I don't know that it's as big of an advantage as some people make it out to be. So don't even use a mouth call until you've decided you're going to pursue this sport. Then go ahead, break into it, practice with it, you know, regularly and build up your proficiency and your effectiveness. Oh, I almost forgot uh, another fantastic type of per turkey call is your push-pull call. Um, this is probably actually 
I, 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 stand, I stand corrected. I forgot about this one at the beginning. This is the simplest kind of turkey call anybody can use. It's literally a box with a stick coming out of it. And you've got a little spring-loaded uh, piece of wood and a scratch pad. And you just push the stick with your thumb and it makes a turkey sound. And some of them you let go and it comes back and it makes a turkey sound. And, you know, it's, there's a stick on the other side, so you could pull that stick from one side or you could push the stick in from the other side. And it's almost idiot-proof. Um, maybe the single most underestimated turkey call in the turkey woods. The reason, the only reason I don't recommend this as one of the top two calls is because in my experience, your volume's limited. It's not as loud as... Uh, a slate call can be, or as a box call can be. It is easier though. It's easier to use. It takes even less skill. It, it takes less practice. It's it's probably the easiest call to use, but in terms of getting the volume that you need to, to, to really reach out a couple hundred yards, I don't think that that's as good as a box call or a slate call. That said, if you've got a small area to hunt or you know, that advantage of volume doesn't seem like a big deal to you, then maybe you want to lead with the box call. A good one is maybe a little more expensive than the other two, but not prohibitively so. It's going to be a few more dollars for a decent one. Night and Hail is, is known the world over for theirs. I'll tell you what I do. Um, my setup. I use, uh, I usually use a box call, or yeah, I use a box call and a slate call for most of my turkey hunting, but I also have a push-pull call that's got a magnet on it that I will stick onto the side of my shotgun. So what that lets me do is I will sit and call with my, um, with my louder calls, and if a bird's coming in and he's getting close, and I've already put my calls down and I've got the shotgun up, if I need to make another turkey sound, I can just pop that one with my thumb that's on the receiver of my shotgun. Uh, and now, now got to keep this in mind, though. It's That sounds like it's the greatest thing you could ever do, but it's really only a minor advantage because usually turkeys respond to the call that brought them in. So if you're using a slate call and the turkeys respond and they're coming in, don't switch calls. You only want to switch calls if they get hung up and start going another way or they don't want to come in to begin with. Maybe you can entice them with another call. But if you struck up a conversation, you don't want to change calls right then and there because that's working. You've, you, you've got the hardest part down. You've got the turkey responding and moving in to you. So don't change calls at that moment. Uh, what does happen though is the turkey comes in and they're looking at the ground and they're pecking around. And you need them to pop up their head to take a shot. And you got both hands on the shotgun, and you can't, you can't, you can't move. You can't put one hand down to grab a call or do something. So you can give that little putt on the push-pull call with your thumb. It takes no skill or effort or movement at all, and that bird's gonna lift its head up, and then you can get your shot off. So that's sort of the way I use it. But every now and then, I'll just work the push-pull call just to see if I get any response. But the volume is the limitation there. That's why I don't put it at the top two. So I'd say if you're gonna go into the woods, you wanna have a box call and a slate call. If you wanna have a third call, 
get a push-pull call. Or, or if you really, I don't know how to say this without it sounding negative. If, if you are like um, a super beginner or you're very uncommitted or you just don't have confidence in your ability to, to learn how to do turkey calls or you just don't even want to bother with it until you get in the woods first, then you may want to take a push-pull call. You may want just want to get one of those to get in the woods so you can you can do something without practice, without having to, to learn a new skill, as it were, in terms of making turkey sounds. You can do that. I, I wouldn't say don't do that, but you know, you you understand you're you have got some limitation there, but at the same time, if that's the way you're thinking and you're like, you know, this is all complicated and all these different calls and how to, what do turkeys even sound like and I don't want to mess with that right now. That just seems like it's overwhelming. If that's where you're at, grab a push-pull call and take that with you. Get into the woods and get some experience and see what it's all about. That's not a bad strategy um, because, to be honest with you, a, a quieter, good turkey sound is probably going to help you more than a loud, lousy sound. You're going to have to do some practice to, b before you use a slate call or a box call. You know, not hours and hours and hours, but it's going to take some practice. You have to do a little research. You have to do watch, you know, listen to some videos, get a sense of what you're doing. Push, pull, call. You can literally do five minutes of research, watch one video, and you're ready to go. But you got the volume trade-off. So... It is what it is. Maybe this video should be the, the top three options of turkey calls for the beginner. Um, but that's sort of the way I would go for it. Box call, slate call, and then as an optional alternative or third call would be the push-pull. Now you, you look at like a wing bone call and some of these other ones. The crazier they get, I found the more complicated it is to make a good turkey sound. The more skill is required, the more practice is required, the more time you need to put in for all these other different kind of calls. Uh, so I consider all of them after those ones to be advanced, intermediate to advanced. I've not found another type of call that is easier and more effective for the beginner and even some intermediates to use effect effectively. So that's sort of the lay of the land. Make sure you go to the show notes, newhuntersguide.com. Uh, there's going to be more information, links to some of these examples, some videos that will help you guys out. Uh, so I hope that's good for you guys. If you have questions, let me know. Send me an email through the website. Um, you know, Reply to something on Facebook. Let us know. I'd love to hear your questions. Love to answer them. Maybe even do an extra episode just to answer questions that come in. Happy to do it. Can only pack so much into these. Uh, but with that, God bless and go get them in the woods. <laughs>